Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaletti, and I have an awesome and energizing woman with me today. Umama Cabria is the co-founder and CEO of Sweatpack and the personal fitness brand smallandstrong.co. As an honored Forbes 30 under 30 leader. Yes, you heard that right. She's a 30 under 30 leader. She's made an impact in fitness, technology, and community building. A highly sought after social media and community influencer in her own right, Umama knows exactly what it takes to build brand loyalty, traction, and impact. Her clients, wait to hear this roster, her (laughs) clients, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Bumble, and others trust her for her industry knowledge. Wowie wow. Welcome to the show, Umama. Thank you so much for having me today, Matt. I'm so excited to dive in, uh, listen to your passion, as well as share some tactics for people. Oh, good. Well, I'm excited to have you. And I said your name correctly. So I'm one for one. I'm going to got it. I appreciate that so much because one thing I've learned in business is knowing someone's name is the most magical word that will help you get to anything. I love that. That's a great tip right off the bat. We haven't even started (laughs) yet and you're dropping knowledge. So Umama, let's hear about your background because I don't know a ton about your background and I'm excited myself. And just Can you tell us if you were always into fitness growing up at a young age or did that evolve? Yeah, well, hey guys, I'm Umama. Um, Matt gave you my professional background, but I think it's interesting to actually start with my name, which is interesting. We just talked about that. Uma, the root of my name, actually means community, which has so much to do with what I do. It's like it was my God-given purpose to be a community builder. But I found that my passion really um, lies in connecting people through fitness because I learned when people find a commitment to a fitness routine, that's when they become impactful leaders that go and transform the world. But the problem is people have a hard time being consistent with fitness. And I feel like uh, that's been my struggle my entire life. Uh, I'm definitely not an athlete. I did not work out growing up. Uh, It actually started as something for me post-college. I was going through this new phase where I was kind of going through depression. I knew that uh, I had more to fulfill in life, but I was going to this nine to five job. I was in an unstable relationship. I didn't really like my friends anymore. And I knew I deserved more. So fitness for me was solely just an activity to help discover myself, 
have discipline and structure in my days. And I figured I'd figure everything else along the way. And uh, during this five-year journey, I've actually worked out at over 400 gyms across the world, connected with over 100,000 people through social media. Um, I have gone through this journey of entrepreneurship as well. Uh, I've spent 10 years in the marketing industry, and I always knew that I would be my own business owner. I'd be my own boss. I just didn't know what that missing puzzle piece was. So I knew I was really good at marketing, really good at advertising, social media, community building, and women's empowerment. But fitness was that puzzle piece that was missing, where I was like, ah, okay, I'm going to serve this audience with my skills. So I had the idea for my company back in 2017, uh, but I knew I needed to first do market research. So I first started a marketing agency for health and fitness brands. I did all their brand management, influencer management, and events. And that's where I connected with my clients Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, Lululemon, Mercedes-Benz, all of them. Uh, but essentially, I knew that I had a bigger purpose to connect people with these brands and opportunities to actually empower their lives. So that's why I developed Sweatpack, which is an app that connects people to group workouts and sports leagues to help people be active and stay accountable. I, I don't even know where to go after that. I'm so impressed. I'm like, you just, you've done so much in, I mean, I guess you could see it as a long time, but to me, it's been a short amount of time. So you've been so productive over the course of these five plus years. Can I ask, cause you mentioned the 400 plus gyms and <laughs> being a gym lover myself, can you mm. give us a takeaway that you learned from being in these gyms and seeing how they're run and the people that come in and out? Like, did you have some pretty interesting stories and takeaways from that experience? Oh my God, absolutely. I mean, every gym you go into, uh, everyone has a different training philosophy or perspective, but the most common element I got out of every gym was student mentality which has made me an, the best leader out there because not only was I a student when I came in and I learned from these trainers, I had to let go of my ego. I had to make new friends, ask questions and be open to uh, failing in front of people, but being resilient. And what I understood on the opposite side, as I got to know the trainers and the gym owners was they loved their philosophies. But the thing is, they spend so much time on the marketing and advertising front trying to retain their members that they don't actually get to go back and enjoy that time and develop the relationships and the community that all of us trust them for. So I knew that I was this median person that could help both on the marketing side for the gym, but also helping other people recognize that there's so many different ways of staying active out there, right? You don't have to go strength train if you don't like that. You don't have to go run outside if you're not a runner. Literally, I've done sky bar. I've done wakeboarding classes. I've done uh, everything from CrossFit. And I've learned by sharing that journey with people that people are more likely to try new things if they feel comfortable in an environment to do it. So that's why I love that team perspective of going in uh, with people that have the same goals as you and staying committed for at least six to eight weeks, build those relationships and build that trust with yourself. And in return, that helps the gym because they know they're getting consistent members coming through with high energy. 
That's a very, very good point. And I have to also say, you seem so self-aware. I mean, that's one of the first things I noticed, I think, before we even met via Zoom. And can I ask how you just seem like you know who you are, you know your lane, and you're going to crush it. How does that come about? And it looks like you just tried a, a bunch of different things and realized what you were good at. But is that fair to say? Or how did you become so self-aware and knowing I am damn good at this and I'm going to keep doing it? Matt, that is probably the best compliment I've ever gotten because I think self-awareness is the key for anyone's growth. And I do not want anyone to think I just was possessed with this. <laughs> this was a long journey. Um, I've always kind of been this pushover uh, number two to most people growing up because I had this identity crisis of I never felt like I was good enough. I think this is something that women struggle with, minorities struggle with, but really it was this journey through fitness where I learned vulnerability. I've got to learn to check in in myself and just say, okay, what's actually wrong with me, right? Uh, my therapist actually helped me understand this where it's like, okay, if you had a wave coming at you, do you want it to go over you, through you, or under you? And if it goes through you or under you, you're going to crash. But if you let it go over you while you're sitting in the burn, that's when you get to recognize that movement, that change, and why it's so powerful and impactful. So uh, I definitely think fitness, being in the gym, allows me to break down that barrier within me, be vulnerable enough to try new things, to go after those PRs, to go into new gyms and feel confident. And um, I've learned that friendship is really the key to that self-awareness piece, too. When you surround yourself with people that are goal-oriented and also are on their own path. Because then you don't feel this need to want to impress other people. And those thoughts of not feeling good enough come down because you're letting other people in and letting them be a part of that vulnerable journey of growth together. Oh, there's so many great gems in there. And I'm trying to write them all down. But I love the idea of you are the average of the people you surround yourself with. That's so true. I love how you mentioned vulnerability because I think that's something... I have struggled with and probably still do to some extent for a while, but it's almost like there's such a power in being vulnerable. And I think, I hope you just touch somebody with that comment because I think that's a big, big takeaway. So I appreciate your vulnerability and your honesty because this is huge. Yeah, well, I mean, and thank you for sharing that about yourself, right? The first uh, step in getting to being vulnerable is addressing the fact that you haven't been or you can improve. We can read all the self-help books that we want, but really the best time to get vulnerable is the time we have alone. Uh, and that's why I share this concept of dating yourself as a way of getting comfortable being comfortable. Dating get yourself. Com be comfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Oh yeah. I like that. I like the dating yourself idea too. That's, that's really interesting. You got yeah. me thinking now. Well, I'm actually giving a Ted talk on dating yourself in November. So definitely look forward to that. Oh, I'm glad you just plugged that. Cause I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward to that. You have to let me know when that comes up. I just absolutely. I'm actually writing out the speech right now as we speak. Oh, that's exciting. Well, congratulations early on that. That's going to be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about, I want to hear about Sweatpack and maybe we can start with 
the transition from job to entrepreneur and then lead into Sweatpack? How did you make the decision? Was it a moment you thought, I need to do my own thing? Or how did that all come about? And what were you feeling through that process? Oh, no, I got thrown into entrepreneurship. <laughs> so just like many people in this economy right now, I got laid off uh, from my very comfy $85,000 corporate job. But the thing was, uh, I had started my fitness journey in 2015. And I was sharing that journey on social media, but I didn't have my face or my name on there. Uh, and that page grew to about 50,000 people uh, in reach or followers. And then I publicly came out. But what I was doing there during that time was building my personal brand. I was showcasing my passion. I was hosting events to get people together in person. And I was building these relationships with brands. So while I was at my corporate job, uh, a lot of people got to know me as that fitness girl. Um, and, you know, I didn't take any offense to it because I knew it was my passion, but they didn't know how I was going to execute on it. So, uh, yes, uh, it was January 2007. 17 when I got laid off. And I remember being in that room. I hugged my CEO and HR manager. And I said, thank you. If you didn't do this, I wouldn't have taken the leap. Wow. So I actually recorded that moment uh, after I left that office. And I was like, I cried. Of course, it's a it sucks being let go, but I got a severance package. So that was nice. Well done. Uh, yeah. Um, so I remember recording a video and telling myself, I will never let anyone determine my success again. Ooh. And from that moment, I have set myself up. I had already started laying the foundation of my personal brand so that as soon as I let people know that, Hey, you know, I'm offering some consulting. I signed my first client within two weeks. So it was a really great way for me to showcase how be having a vulnerable personal brand allows you to showcase your passion portfolio and create opportunities for yourself. So uh, 2017, I was actually playing in a bunch of sports leagues. Uh, I was going through a hard breakup. So really, it was kind of my way of dating and meeting people. Uh, I played football. I met some really great guys on the field. Uh, and I was so curious that it was great that I was by myself and I joined this team of about 12 random strangers and we would come together on a weekly basis to play this sport and socialize. I got in my sweat and I got in my socialization time. But what I couldn't understand was why doesn't this structure of being a part of a weekly team exist in the fitness industry? Why can't I join a yoga team if I'm a newbie at yoga and I want to meet other entrepreneurs that want to do this for eight weeks with six team members? So I said, okay, I'm going to build it. <laughs> and so uh, in 2017, I um, had told my ex-boyfriend that this was my business idea. I'm going to pursue it. Uh, are you going to support me? He said, nope, this isn't going to work. Too much liability involved. I said, watch me. 
<laughs> so that was January 2017. Um, it was too early. The market was not ready. There wasn't much fitness technology out on the um, market. Uh, ClassPass was just kind of getting started. So people just got that notion of having ample amount of studios. So uh, I had to start a marketing agency first where I was building the brands for these gyms and helping them with the customer acquisition side. But at the same time, I was hosting events and posting on my personal brand. So building that trust on the consumer side. But it was November 2018 when I was finally like, Umama, you need to stop doing research. It is time. People are ready. Uh, no one needs your marketing services anymore. They need the technology that's going to speed this up and scale globally. So uh, January 2009, I uh, basically transitioned all my marketing agency clients to the Sweatpack platform, and we've doubled in growth and revenue since then. Oh, my goodness. So, so tell us a little bit more about sweat pack. And I mean, I think we're getting a, a great idea of what it is, but like, who is the person that uses it the most? If somebody's listening or watching this, why should they hop on there and check it out? Like help us uh, dive a little deeper. Cause this sounds like it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it guys. Uh, one in five Americans have a gym membership, but 67% of members don't use it. They waste $1.8 billion a year on unused gym memberships. But mm. the main problem is because people have um, a hard time with staying consistent or staying accountable and committed. So that's why I thought that sports league uh, structure made so much more sense in the fitness industry because people just need to feel like they have a short-term commitment about six to eight weeks but they also have people that share their same goals. They're going to hold them accountable for showing up weekly. So the best people this platform is made for are people that just want to use fitness as a way of socializing, but also staying active at least 30 minutes a day. So uh, we have three different offerings. You could join sports leagues. You can join a fitness team or you can join a virtual fitness team. So it's a really great platform that keeps people active, accountable. And what's really cool is not only are you, you know, every Monday at 7 p.m., you have your yoga meetup, but afterwards, what we recognize is people love going out to restaurants as a group and socializing. So we're helping the restaurant industry at the same time too. Oh, that's such a win-win. That's such a great idea. So, and with the virtual aspect of it, it doesn't matter. I'm in Pittsburgh, you're in Atlanta. We can be on the same virtual team. So you could have people from all over the country and the world on the app, right? Absolutely. So actually during COVID uh, in May, 2020, we launched our virtual sweat pack Olympics and we grew to over 25 cities in the U S with over 200 members. We sold out of all of our memberships. Um, and it was just an amazing way to see that people still want to connect uh, and they still need that accountability, even if it's in a virtual sense. So uh, we're, we were glad we were actually recognized by the US Innovation Ma Magazine as one of the top fitness startups to know during COVID. Unbelievable. I mean, and I was going to wait to ask, but I have to ask now. Let's, <laughs> talk, let's talk about this Forbes 30 under 30. I was going to hold off, but I can't wait. <laughs> so congratulations. First off, I think that's a wow. What an accomplishment there. How did that come about? And 
And also maybe tell us how, how does that feel earning such a massive accomplishment like that? Oh my God. Let me tell you guys first, the Forbes 30 under 30 community is absolutely incredible. It's like a fraternity for very successful leaders globally. Uh, we It's not only just a recognition in a magazine once a year, it is actually a global community. We have an app, we have a network of investors, we have resources, we host hackathons, we help small businesses. So it's really amazing to see all these thought leaders come together. And I knew I wanted to be a part of that. Uh, so I first found out about the program in September 2018 or 2019. Um, so it is an application process. Anyone can apply. I actually nominated myself. Um, it's a quick application process. And then you go through several different uh, interviews. They go through your finances. They go through your business deals, your partnerships. And um, I was, when I first found out about it in seven, um, September 2019, I thought, okay, I'm not ready quite yet. Let me use this year to really focus in on my consumer base and building out the technology. And then I'll come look at this application again next September. So I really spent the next year focusing on Sweatpack's business development and impact. Uh, and so when we applied again in September 2020, or, oh, wait, I, sorry, I got my years messed up. 2018 and 2019 is when I applied. Um, and then I remember what happened was, I was having a another meltdown in November 2019. And I went off to Thailand and I disconnected. I turned off all social media outlets for two weeks. And I was just like, I'm going to come back from Thailand and I'm going to know exactly what I'm going to focus my intention on. And so I had to cut out a lot of BS in my life. And I focused solely on sweatpacks technology. And the day I was at the airport going back home, um, I was working at like 6 a.m. And then I got the email from Forbes at 7 a.m. So in uh, saying congratulations, you're on the list. Um, and I was just it was a moment that helped me realize when you focus in on yourself, have pure intentions on the impact you're going to make, opportunities are going to come and line up. We can't work to get on the list, right? That's not a, an accomplishment in itself. It's the impact that you're making that you want to be associated with these leaders. And uh, the Forbes community is so supportive. Uh, I'm so grateful for them. Uh, we did a Detroit hackathon uh, in helping small businesses during COVID. I've met some of my best friends that are all over the world now that I have as mentors, advisors, and investors. Wow. That's just, I, I love how it's a community too. Instead of me versus you, it's me with you and you guys are conquering the world all together. I think that's awesome. It's so awesome. So I encourage everyone to apply. The applications unfortunately just closed like two weeks ago, but <laughs> definitely prepare yourself for next year. And then hit me up on Instagram because they take referrals from current list members and push them to the top. So uh, happy to get to know you guys and help you out too. That's so cool that you just throw that out there. I love that. You're, you're such a go-getter, but then you're so honest and open at the same time. It's just a, it's an awesome one-two combo. And I have to, as we're talking and I'm listening to everything you're saying, it seems like there's themes, Umama, that you really enjoy, which are clearly fitness and entrepreneurship seem like two big themes that are going to be in your life for a very long time. Do you, do you find there to be any 
correlation in there? Does fitness play into entrepreneurship? Do you have any thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think the fitness mindset is 100% transferable into entrepreneurship. I mean, think about it. When you walk into a gym, you've got to be vulnerable. You've got to be disciplined. You got to have a plan and you've got to execute, which is exactly the mentality you have to have when you're executing in business. I mean, think about the most common question most the most successful entrepreneurs get. It's what's your morning routine? How do you stay active? It's because the psychological momentum that comes from fitness that transfers entire day. Think about when we are hitting a PR or we just when we're feeling lazy, but we decide to go for a 30 minute walk. That's the same kind of decision making and thought process that goes between choosing to scroll through your Instagram feed or instead starting your own page and providing value to the world. So I think it's 100% transferable. Not only are you getting the endorphins, uh, decreasing your cortisol levels, but also the community around there. Uh, I love to go during uh, the height of momentum during gym hours. Not anymore, but when I used to go in the gym, uh, I love being surrounded at like the 6am time frame because that's when the other entrepreneurs are in there or sales leaders, people that are just go-getters and hustlers. And being around that energy makes you work harder. And that worth ethic is transferable into business. Oh, I love how you just said that. I didn't know where that was going to go, but you really, <laughs> you connected those so well. And I love how you said psychological momentum. I've never heard that phrase said before, but it makes so much sense. You win the morning, you stay active and it's just, yeah, that makes, that makes a ton of sense. And I have to say also, it seems like your life currently is so aligned. Everything that you're passionate about and you love is what you do for 16 plus hours a day. I think that's so cool. Thank you. But I want everyone to know it comes with a lot of um, discipline and it comes with also knowing there's a lot of uncertainty in this process. Uh, I think uh, Matt and I talked a little bit about just having routine and it's kind of hard as an entrepreneur and you make a lot of sacrifices. But the things that I do not sacrifice uh, are my morning routine uh, my routine to dating myself on a monthly basis and honoring my friendships that are around me. So I think this comes with knowing what our values are and my values are in growth, love and adventure. So just like tracking your macros with fitness, I actually track my macros with my daily activities. So I make sure every day I have about 60% of my day focus on anything that's growth oriented, whether that that's as a leader in business or personal development. But then I also make sure about 30% of my day is dedicated to uh, love, meaning I'm actually being present with the people that I love or, you know, sharing content like this, being on Instagram for me is a form of love because it is me nurturing relationships and adding value to the world. But then for me, 20% of the time or 10 to 20% of the day, I have to find adventure in my day. Uh, if I don't have adventure, uh, then I tend to get monotonous sometimes. So for me, that could mean sporadically going and just jumping around my room for like 10 seconds or going for a walk a different direction or reading a book, uh, finding adventure uh, in my day. I love how you said that. And one of my favorite things that you said, finding adventure does not mean you have to go skydiving, right? Like yeah. it could just be something. I love how you said 10 seconds 
of dancing around your room, just something that breaks the monotony of, you know, everyday life. I think that's so important. And I bet your energy boom, spikes when oh, you do yeah. that. I mean, think about, I think this is, uh, I forgot who said this quote, but basically if your physical uh, state will change your mental state. So if you feel like you're going down this rabbit hole of de- negative thoughts, it's like, okay, do something to create momentum and movement right now. Oh, it's so true. And I think just because I'm a fan of his, I think it was a Tony Robbins quote. Oh, Tony Robbins. That's yeah, it. I think <laughs> yeah. And I agree. That's just so true. Change your physical state. Then it flows over into the mind. That makes so much sense. I was going to ask you about a day in the life, but we, we got, we got a snippet of that. How about though? How about I ask with your morning routine, is there Mm -hmm. at least one, well, we know fitness is probably one, but is there a non-negotiable one, two, three things that you must do before your official day starts? Absolutely. I want you guys to know I have a five minute routine, a 10 minute routine, and then a a 20 minute routine and a 60 minute version of this. But it all includes three elements, training my body, training my mind, and then training my soul. That can happen in five minutes. That can happen in 60 minutes. So training my body is typically some form of movement. So even if it's just a morning stretch and drinking water, or it is a strength training routine or going for a 10 minute walk, but then it's training my mind. So this is where I'm actually taking in content and learning something and setting my intention for the day. So I will read a book, 10 pages. I will listen to a podcast on my drive home or walk home. Um, But the next important part is training that soul. And something I've been religious about now is my meditation. Um, I am not a person that can sit quiet on my way out. Uh, I need guided meditations right now. So I use the Simple Habits app and it has been so key in just my development. Uh, I've had a lot of stressful days lately and this helps me kind of tune into who I am and what I want to do next. So definitely non-negotiables for me. And uh, I definitely am never afraid to ask for it but those three things will definitely happen every day. Oh, that's so good. And I love the idea of having different morning, different lengths of time for the morning routine. So even if you only have eight minutes, you can still knock out your morning routine. It's just a little bit shorter. That's a great, I've never heard that before. I really like that idea a lot. Meditation. I'm with you. I need guided. I use the calm app, but I need her talking. me. I'm all over the place. Exactly. And meditation, really, people overcomplicate it. It's just being focused. That's it. You could stare out the window and that'd be fine. (laughs) So what's, Umama, I'm so interested to ask you this, and I'm sure we could talk for a whole podcast about this. But for those listening or watching that have heard you say personal brand a few times, is Mm -hmm. there a piece of advice you could give them for someone who either A, isn't really sure what that is, and B, how can they maybe take the first step into building their own personal brand? Absolutely. So your personal brand, I say, is your passion portfolio. It's where people learn about what your interests are, how you like to show up and serve your community, how you deliver value, as well as a touch of your background and your skills. Now, the advice I'm going to give you uh, is typically a little different than what most people will say. I'm going to tell you, delete all your social media accounts. Wow. For two weeks. 
The reason why I'm going to uh, suggest that is because typically the reason people don't get started with putting themselves out there is because they're so focused on comparing themselves to what everyone else has already done and then not feeling like they can catch up. So by taking ourselves off that platform, stop listening to podcasts, stop reading books, we have the time to focus in on our story, who we are, how we want to show up, and then what our skills are. Because we all have them. It's just how do we want to deliver them? And by taking two weeks, that is a good enough time to really understand how you want to show up. And then create a secret profile. Figure out the place where you like to uh, be creative, right? Maybe videos aren't your thing, but you love writing. Start a Medium account. Get on LinkedIn. Um, maybe you do love dancing. Uh, get on TikTok, but add, do the 50-50 method. Dance, but also create valuable content. So um, I definitely recommend using first ephemeral content. So something that goes away like Instagram stories where there's no analytics, where you challenge yourself to show up five days, at least three to five days a week for about one to two weeks to get some momentum, get comfortable in your voice, and then start connecting with people. Find out other people that have the same interests as you and find out what questions they have. Then you focus in on what you know you can deliver and create content around their questions. And that's how we start to build a personal brand that delivers value and creates trust. You just seem like you have these detailed strategies for so many different things. And I love that. It's just, you know, your stuff, by the way, for those of you that are wondering, she does not know these questions are coming. So she <laughs> is clearly knows her lane and you crush it. Umama. I love that. Thank you. And it's just, just no fear of sounding wrong because I know I will continue to evolve. I will hopefully help one person with this piece of advice and we'll grow together. I love it. And you're already helping at least one. So maybe you get a second one on board. All right. Last question. Then we'll hit you with the, what I call the final five. Let's go. Questions. Okay. What is next for Umama, either personally, professionally, wherever you want to go with that question? What's, do you want to talk about vision or where do you see Umama or your brand in the future? Absolutely. So my vision is all about impact. Uh, I am focused on impacting over 1000 lives this year, personally through fitness and helping them stay committed to a fitness routine that they love, whether that's through my technology or through my personal brand platform. I definitely want to make sure I meet them and I foster those relationships and trust with them. So uh, continue to scale that vision up by 10x every year. So that way we make that global impact. Oh, that's great. So 10x. So next year you're at 10,000 and then 100. That's good. We'll check in on you next year, bring you back on so we can. Perfect. I have a feeling she's probably going to be more like at 25,000 next year, but 10,000 is good. That's fair. All yeah. right. Be modest. <laughs> no, before the final five, how can, how can people connect with you more and see what you're doing and be inspired by you on the, in the social world? Absolutely. If you guys want a raw, honest look into my life, hop on Instagram stories and Instagram at smallandstrong.co. Uh, or if you want more business-minded content, then definitely check me out on LinkedIn, Umama Kibria. Love it. Love it. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Okay. Final five. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Here we go. 
How do you want to be remembered, Umama? Uh, I want to be your friend that connects you with friends. I want you to know that you found your friend through me. Mm, I like that. I have a feeling you've done that for many <laughs> thousands of people already. All right. What are you most thankful for? My health and the health of my family and friends around me. That's a great answer. And that, hey, health is everything, right? Absolutely. That's huge. Okay. If I see Umama at a wedding reception and she is dancing, what is her go-to dance move? Oh my God. Well, everyone knows my go-to song is No Hands by Waka Flocka. So I'm most likely <laughs> grinding on the floor, <laughs> throwing no hands out there. Um, that's, I, a, that's a I, great song. Everyone knows that's my walkout song for all my demo days, pitch days, everything. That is a great, I haven't heard that song in a while. That's a great song. Good, you got to hear it. <laughs> okay. What is the biggest obstacle you have overcome? Um, ooh, biggest obstacle I would say is this lack of self-awareness and uh, the fear of not feeling good enough. I think I'm still kind of learning to get through it, but I've made a lot of strides. Well, good. And I, I'm sure we can tell you have made a ton of strides. And I got to, as I gave you credit earlier, you just seem like you have this self-awareness about you that is awesome. And I think that's a huge part of life. So kudos to you. And I hope you keep going on that journey and you find what you're looking for. Thank you. I appreciate that, Matt. You're welcome. And the last one is, who is your hero? Me. I've been through so much. Um, I am resilient. I am kind. I am always thinking about impact and helping other people. So uh, I always have said to other people, have a hero in mind, but make sure it's you and work up to becoming that hero. That is a, I've asked that question many times. And I think that's the first time I've heard that. And I love that. I love that. Here's what I love. You're humble, but you also give that answer because you have confidence in you. And I think that's a big deal. So good. Keep being your own hero. I love that. I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you, Umama. Thanks for coming on. Everybody's got to check out the social media. I'll put it in the show notes. This woman is fun, energizing, and will put a smile on your face ASAP. So check her out for sure. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, I am watching you. (laughs) Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker at Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks and I love you so much. Oh, 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 oh,